It is October 18th, and it is time for your weekly episode of the Ticket to Rider podcast. I'm Rich Poland. And this is Stacey Ham. Uh, oh, yeah. So we are having some technical issues on our lovely Roadcaster Pro here. And last week, if you tried to listen to the podcast, you just heard me. You didn't see any, you didn't hear any of Stacey. So you only got about 20% of the good content of the podcast. Wow, and, you got missed it. And uh, so right now, I know Stacy doesn't sound good because he's coming directly through the phone, uh, but we're going to get this fixed for subsequent episodes. But for today, we wanted to get our content out there for you guys. Uh, so Stacy, uh, you were up this week, and for our golf friends, you played a U.S. Open course, Chambers Bay, this week. I did. I played Chambers Bay. It was a beautiful day. It was sunny and 81 degrees up there and man was it nice oh man and i played pretty well i hit the ball well i think i shot right around 81 i i missed a couple shots but man was it fun up there oh my god it was a beautiful day what were the greens like because when we saw the u.s open at chambers bay the biggest complaints were the greens that the greens were brown and just didn't roll particularly well wow they redid the green they they redone the green since then and they are amazing fast as lightning i mean you know you just have to touch the ball and it roll past the hole we have yeah those are really really nice the greens are fast the greens are beautiful the course is playing hard and fast it's a great time of the year so yeah the greens are really nice Chris. they did a great job what a good course for a city-owned course what a, and they're about to build a hotel there rich oh really yeah, they're going to build a hotel up top there, you know. So, yeah, it's going to be getting even busier there, I won't want to Well, it is, it is uh, mid-October, which for us sports fans is really kind of the best time of the year, right? You have, at, I the, agree. at the same time going on, you have the Major League Baseball playoffs. You have the NFL season and the college football season in full swing. And you, uh, you have the NBA season uh, opening up tonight. Uh, the Celtics and the Sixers are playing tonight in the opener, and there's a second game to follow. You have hockey started about a week ago, and you still have good golf tournaments. We, you know, obviously we had the President's Cup a couple of weeks ago. That was in September, but uh, we had a really good uh, Zozo Championship in Japan this week. But before before we get into golf, um, so uh, unfortunately, you guys didn't hear. We had it. We, we talked last week about a lot about baseball. And uh, Stacy, um, I'm from Washington, D.C., but I grew up uh, as a Phillies and Orioles fan primarily because, uh, you know, those are the teams close to me. And Stacy, uh, uh, you grew up a Braves fan. You talked about being a Braves fan, right? Yeah, absolutely. Love the Braves. And then a Padres fan from the time you moved to San Diego. Love the Padres. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a series right now, which is st- just starting tonight between the uh, uh, San Diego Padres, Stacy's team, 
and the Philadelphia Phillies, one of my teams. So yeah. we, we need to we need to put something on this, Dave. Yeah, well, that's a, that, I mean, my pitching good, my bullpen's good, but you guys have some good hitters on that team. Well, we have we have uh, that's a clown question, bro. Bryce Harper, and we have uh, Kyle Schwarber, who led the uh, who led the uh, National League in home runs this year, but has kind of one of those Dave Kingman lines, you know, hitting two ten with forty six home runs. Uh, we have uh, 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 J uh, J uh, Real Muto, um, a catcher with a perfect name for Philadelphia, uh, but the Padres have Juan Soto and Manny Machado. They kind of have that. I mean, they have a great team. I think 20 stolen bases this year, in addition to 20 home runs. That I think Pudge, I think Pudge was the only person to ever do that before. So, so pretty, pretty amazing. Anyway, two teams with good starting pitching. You know, the the Padres have Joe Musgrove, who was fantastic in the uh, in the playoffs so far. They have you uh, Darvish. They have Blake Snell, and the Phillies have Dan Wheeler and Aaron Nola. And you know, and uniquely, Aaron Nola's brother Austin is the catcher on the Padres. So. Yeah, uh, man, that's so cool. Anyway, so so yeah. well, so how about how about if the Padres win the series, I owe you. We'll have to find the best Philly cheesesteak in town. I owe you a Philly cheesesteak dinner, and and if the and if the Phillies win, you owe me fish tacos. Perfect. Sounds like a plan. Wahoo fish tacos. I um, and then in the American League, the Yankees beat the Indians today, and that's going to lead to the series that I think everybody wanted, which is the Astros and the Yankees. Those teams do not like each other. Well, I'm sure I'll be over at our friend Lee Street's house, the uh, Portland area's number one Astros fan, watching a game Start or two. Tomorrow? I think it starts tomorrow. It's a big advantage for the Astros because, you know, they got to reset their pitching their pitching rotation, and the Yankees had to pitch today. They had to play today. So uh, it's going to be a good series. I mean, you know, if I'm the Astros, I am not giving Aaron Judge one pitch to hit. No. I think you walk around, you walk around that guy. You, just, you know, you got to put him on and let the, let the other bat beat him, right? Because, I, I mean, well, I guess today Giancarlo Stanton hit a big home run in the first inning, and that propelled the Yankees to the win. But I'd rather – face Giancarlo Stanton or anybody else in that Yankees lineup, especially I think uh, DJ LaMatthew is still out. He's a good hitter. And of course, you know, they're shorthanded in their bullpen because Ardolis Chapman kind of is a bonehead. What? Did he just go AWOL? What happened? He went AWOL. Yeah, went AWOL. What, did he find a new girlfriend or something, a new wife? I don't know. You think you think maybe there was a new flotilla, a new wife yeah. coming in? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he's out crack or something. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe 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 there was room for another neck tattoo. Yeah, really. No. Well, anyway, so, gone, so he had to report it back to the team. He's just gone. Well, I think gone. I think they I think they told him to stay away. Wow. I think oh, they wow. told him to stay away. So we have, we have baseball going. We have basketball starting. So so I was just telling you, you know, the the, the Blazers. Well, we're in we're in Portland. The Blazers play tomorrow night in Sacramento. 
uh, opening night. And then they play Friday uh, in Portland for their home opener against the Suns. So, so I, I happened to ask somebody yesterday if they wanted to go to the game, if, 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 if I should get tickets to the game. And, and the response was, do I have to go with you? Well, the answer is I can go with someone else if you want. Yeah, yeah, you can take a hottie with you. No, I can, yeah. t- I can, I can take my best friend if I want, but, but, but uh, for opening night. But I don't know if I, get, I don't know if I get tickets. But anyway, but anyway, uh, and then uh, you know, for the for the uh, Astros Mariners series, Stacy, I actually bought tickets for Sunday's game, and I was going to wow. go up to, you know, I was going to go up to Seattle, you know, go, I, was, I was going up to Seattle. Uh, and I was going to go with my son. And I was really excited that he actually wanted to go, you know, because neither of my sons, I'm a huge sports nerd, and neither of my sons have really been huge sports fans, but I was so excited that Sanders wanted to go to the game. So I, I actually paid about 400 bucks for two nosebleed seats for the game on Sunday, which, of course, never happened because the Astros swept the series. Uh, How much were the tickets on Saturday? Now? Were they more than that? More on Saturday than on Sunday, yeah. But you would have seen two games. Yeah, you would have seen two games. Nothing the first first time in postseason history that a game went 0-0 into the 18th inning. And a rookie, Jeremy Pena, Pena yeah. uh, won the game in the 18th inning with a home run. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. What a big ball, big part of the ballpark. That kid takes the beat. He's a good hitter, good young hitter. Good young hitter. He went, you know where he went to college? He, his dad was a major league player. I think it's Orlando Pena. Uh, wow. And, and uh he played at the University of Maine. Oh wow! Yeah, not. I mean, Maine has had some good teams over times over the years, but not some place where you you know it ain't USC. He was the University of Maine. He played there all four years. I don't know how long he played there, but he definitely went to the University wow. of Maine. A black bear, better known wow. better known for their hockey teams. Wow, that, I didn't realize maybe it was the yep. black, black bear University. Yep. And uh, let's see, football time. Well, your team, the no, San the oh. San Diego Chargers, they won ugly last night, but uh, uh, field goal in overtime to win the game, field goal late to tie the game, field goal in overtime to win the game, injured field goal kicker. He's now out for two to four weeks. That's Dustin Hopkins, our former yeah. Redskins uh, oh. field goal kicker, uh, wins the game for San Diego and then goes on injured reserve. Not, uh, is, it, is it the offense or what is it? The I, I, he looks old, Stacy. Yeah. I mean, well, they gave up a lot. They gave yeah. up a lot. We, you know, Washington almost gave up three first-round draft picks for Russell Wilson. Russell Thank Wilson, I, I, I've said it before. He went to my rival high school in Richmond, Virginia. You know, I went to I went to a high school in Richmond, Virginia called St. Christopher's, which was the Episcopal high school, a very natural place for for a Northern Jew to go. They loved me there. I was the most popular guy in the class. Not. Uh, uh, a Northern Jew who was, who was, who was fairly liberal. Yeah. That didn't really endear me. Um, Not down there, there. but, uh, our, the rival high school was called collegiate and it was a non-denominational high school. And I mean, in retrospect, my parents said they wish they had sent me there. It's a really, really good school. And Russell Wilson went there and his family is, you know, just a, a very accomplished family of judges and doctors and lawyers. And I love Russell Wilson. I love him. He's one of my favorite players ever. But he looks old, Stacy. 
guys on the on the thing. Uh, I, I was listening to the sports talk radio the other day, and they were like, "Well, you know what? These guys in the locker room don't really like him. They think he's kind of safe." He goes, "And when you lose guys in the locker room as a player or quarterback, he goes, you don't get it back. It's hard to earn respect again." But I don't see that with Russell. I, I hope I hope it's not the case. I because I, I I think the world of, of of Russell and I've always admired him, but he I mean as a player he just looks old. I mean he has weapons in Denver, you know they have Cortland Sutton, you know Cortland Sutton and they had some good running backs. Although their primary back uh, Javante uh, Williams is out for the year, they have some good tight ends, but he just looks just looks old, and it's a shame. It's a shame. Well, I guess you know he got a contract so. Uh, now, now, uh, my team, the Washington Commanders, won just, you know, it might be the second worst Thursday night game in the history of, of, of uh, Thursday night games. The, the game the week before uh, between the Colts and the Broncos may have been worse, but uh, they won a terrible game over the, over the Bears, 12 to, or 12 to 7. It was, it was awful. And uh, um, just almost kind of embarrassingly bad but now Carson Wentz broke his finger had surgery and is out so we need to go back to Tate Taylor Heineke for the next few weeks you know Taylor Heineke wow the old Dominion product who was on his sister's couch when we got him the year before so uh wow now not wow. much hope but I will say uh a shout out to, as usual to our friend Nick Atsanos the Jets one again, Stacy. The Jets. I know that's a good-looking football game. They beat the Packers. They you killed know, the Packers comment. at Lambeau. So the Jets are four and two. Somehow the Giants are five and one. I mean, yeah. the NFL is crazy. Tom Brady looks old. Finally, Aaron Rodgers looks know. old. Russell Wilson yeah. looks old. Uh, yeah, I don't get I mean, it. It's a change of the guard, right? I mean, change. Herbert, all these guys are going to take over. Yeah, I mean, you know, look. Any, if Tennessee can beat Alabama, anything can happen. God, you see that quarterback in Tennessee, that darn good, man. He can throw that thing on a dime. They have the old Oregon offense where they never stop. They just go so fast and they confuse the guys. But, man, that guy can throw that ball in. That, that team's really darn good. Darn good, Tennessee. He's and I'm a, glad they beat Alabama. He's, he's, the, he's this year's Joe Burrow because that guy was beat out as quarterback at Virginia Tech. And then transferred to, te- yeah, transferred to Tennessee after being beaten out as a first-string quarterback at Virginia Tech by a guy who was pretty bad and and never wow. won games. It, just like Joe Burrow was beaten out by Dwayne Haskins at Ohio State, then goes to LSU and becomes a superstar. Wow, wow! I didn't realize that about him, but man, is he good! I watched that game; it's exciting. They can score a lot of points, and, they, and that guy throws it on the down. The receiver's good. I think Dylan, the guy's last name, what, what I think that's the name. He's, Fantastic receiver, man! What a great game. He also their, their their receiver also committed to Virginia Tech and then and then decommitted and went to Tennessee. Oh really? Oh wow! Interesting. Uh, Tech. My nephew was uh, at the Virginia Tech game and Miami game. My brother went down this weekend to watch it. I said, I don't know where you're going down. Man. You must be going for the tailgating because that game, those teams are bad. Absolutely. Well. Um, Let's let's talk a little bit about about golf because we had yeah, we had a, we had a good tournament. So uh, the Zozo Championship is played, you know, every year in, except for during COVID years in Japan, and uh, really uh, 
produces a good field. Yeah, it really does. Stars in this field, I tell you, man. A lot of stars. And I mean, everyone goes there. Ander, all the guys go there. Arakara, all those guys, all, everyone. And it was really, you know, the, the, the highlights of the field are Marakawa, Xander Schauffele, and Hideki Matsuyama, who was the defending champion in a tournament which is now his tournament. Yeah, I mean, it's good. I'm glad he gets the tournament because I really like that guy. I mean, he's a good player. But, man, there are good, a lot of good Japanese players, too. You see those guys playing in the tournament? A lot of young Japanese guys playing. Oh, and we shouldn't forget Victor Hovland played. Another, Victor you know, Hovland top played. 10 player in the world. So... This is really the best field that we've had since, you know, since the tour championship, I guess. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. This is the best field. Guys are playing. You guys go to this and let's get treated well at the tournament. So uh, we had some surprise guys up on the top. It was, you know, five years ago. You had the winner was Keegan Bradley, uh, former multiple time Ryder Cupper, whose career ever since the anchored putting ban came into effect has kind of, you know, diminished. Uh, so Keegan Bradley wins his first win since one of the playoff events, the BMW in 2018. And surprise, surprise, Ricky Fowler, who has become something of, a, of you know, a punchline, plays really well, Stacy. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm happy for Ricky Fowler. That's got, you know, even though he didn't win the tournament, he finished one shot out of the lead in second place. What a good performance for a guy who really needed a good performance. Yeah, you're right. I'm so happy for him. I mean, what a what a good guy. He really is all the tour's all time good dude. And I'm so happy he played well. Sounds like seems like he's turned the corner, huh? I sure hope so. And yeah, when you say all time good dudes, there's no one apparently who signs autographs and is more fran- fan friendly than Ricky Fowler. Um, you mean just, you mean uh, Jordan Speed asking the kids uh, yeah, are you gonna, to for an autograph? Yeah, are you gonna sell it on e- is this gonna be on eBay? <laughs> So uh, uh, Ricky Fowler ties in second place with uh, Andrew Putnam. And then in fourth place is Emiliano Grillo, the Argentinian, um, who uh, shot 64 on Sunday. And then tied fifth, uh, Victor Hovland and uh, Sahith Tagala, along with uh, young American Hayden Buckley. And then in eighth place, solo eighth place, it's another guy who it's nice to see on a, have a top 10. It's Cameron Champ. Cameron Champ has all the talent in the world. We always thought he'd be on a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup team by now, and he's just been so hit or miss. He has really not been a good player. I, I, I wonder, is it just head, head case or what's going on? The swing is gorgeous. You know, maybe it's the way he manages his game. Maybe not that good of a putter and chipper, probably. Maybe those things are keeping down. But I don't, I don't understand why that guy's not better than he is. I, I agree. I mean, I don't get it. he he hits the ball. He has effortless power. You know, some of these other guys seem like they have to swing, you know, out of their out of their out of their shoes to get the kind of power that he gets with, you know, just kind of a normal looking swing. Yeah, I agree. Effortless power, just a really good guy. I guess he's a good dude. And then, and then finishing up the top 10, you have Xander Schauffele, who, you know, I'd say probably a little disappointing. His family's over there. He wanted to do better, but he shoots a 65 on Sunday to tie with Matthew Naismith. Matthew Naismith's a sneaky name to watch, Stacey. He's on the leaderboards a lot lately. He really is a good player, that Matthew Naismith. I mean, he's 
speaking up there. I mean, if you're a rookie, or how long did you on the tour? I think maybe three years. Yeah, wow. Wow. Man, what a good player. And then Tom Hoagie, um, you know, kind of journeyman who's played very well the last two years, he gets he shoots 69 to get a top 10 as well. Some of the other uh, notables in this tournament, um, let's see, Corey Connors, the President's Cup uh, uh, player for the, uh, for the international side from Canada, tied 25th with last week's winner, Tom Kim. Um, Cameron Davis, another rider, another President's Cup player, tied 29th with his teammates, Sunjay M and Christian Bezadenhoit. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama, a little disappointing finish for Hideki, uh, minus three and ties 40th with uh, Scott Stallings. Colin Morikawa and Sepp Straka, again, disappointing. They tie 45th uh, with Terrell Hatton and Mito Pereira. Uh, and Cameron Young, his first tournament since the President's Cup, again, kind of disappointing, ties 53rd with Tommy Fleetwood. Wow. Nice to see Tommy Fleetwood back in. Wow, and uh, I'll just mention, because this is a guy that we think is going to take a step forward this year, that's Davis Riley, uh, the young player from Alabama. But he, he, did, not, he did not take a liking to, uh, to uh, Japan. He shoots a plus three for the for the tournament 67th so sorry about that guys i uh uh somehow turned on the next song in our rotation uh after ticket to ride which was drive my car so you guys got a little drive my car before i figured it out and, and turned it off so uh I think we, we just finished talking about the, uh, the Zozo Championship, and uh, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, what's going on on the PGA Tour next week. The, the tour is going to, uh, this is, is playing the CJ, champ, the CJ Championship, which previously had been held in, in South Korea, but because of COVID restrictions, it's going to be held once more in South Carolina at the Congaree course where uh, there have been previous events. Uh, yeah. They played the Canadian Open there one year, and I think they, they may have played this. Well, the CJ last year was played in, in Vegas, I think. Yeah, they had back-to-back tournaments in Vegas, remember? The Zozo, the Zozo there, and they had another tournament back-to-back. Right, but it's a great field, Stacey. You have in this field, you have Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, Sunjay M, Billy Horschel, Max Homa, Jordan Spieth, and Justin Thomas, I mean, basically, this is this is a top field uh, at the CJ Cup in in South Carolina. The players must love this course. I, I think it's a, it's one of the really really uh, private courses around. I forget who founded it. I, I want to say it wasn't the Houston Astros guy that founded it. I think it was someone, some uh, guy who owns a big team or something. He'll find the he founded the course. But it's a really beautiful place. It really is. Well, I don't, I don't ultra think pro, ultra private. I don't think it's Dan Snyder. It's not Dan Snyder. All the, all the, all the, everyone can get it, but I was reading the other day, Jerry Jones, like, I can continue to protect him. And they said, well, it doesn't matter because all the other uh, owners hate Dan Snyder. Yeah, this, there was a story from ESPN, and, and, and uh, Dan Snyder was quoted as saying something along the lines of, the NFL is like the mafia. All the, all the Dons, all the, all the team owners hate each other. And somebody else said, no, we don't all hate each other. We just hate Dan. <laughs> and he goes, I got dirt on it. One one of the podcasts I listened to said so. So he's coming out and saying he has dirt, 
that's actually called blackmail and it's illegal so you know it's called blackmail so anyway anyway i'm sorry that if, if we miss some content i'm sorry about that uh but uh uh it'll be a good tournament looking forward to the cj cup and you know, it was nice to you know on wednesday night at 11 o'clock to watch a little golf at night but it's nicer i think to watch it during normal normal business hours yeah yeah i agree with you i mean it was starting what eight o'clock here at night yeah yeah so i mean that was kind of nice because i ate a pot and ready, ready for bed anyway but kind of nice to get in like 30 minutes of golf and then another two hours of tv just to stare at me right. sleep or something. great win great win again for keegan bradley and a great performance by ricky fowler and uh, very happy for both of those guys so i think yeah. they are both legitimately good people all right well okay. you're going to tell us yeah, and you're and and you're going to tell us about about uh, wow. the DP World Tour where a, a first a first occurred. A first occurred. Australia Dom, one of our favorite beers. Uh, I think it had to do with the uh, Catalans and then the Spanish. They mixed the two, like two stars emerged from this beer. I think that's what the theme is for the uh, for Australia Dom beer. Andalusia Masters, Adrian Otega wins. He's the first live tour player to win. And I guess he opted in, he's a Spaniard, so he wants to play in Spain. We're not sure if he, I think he opted in to play this tournament, opted out of the East to Live tournament and opted into this tournament to play his home country. But good for him for winning. He shot a uh, total score of 19 under, 68 on the last day. Joe Slaughtergren, uh, Slaughtergren finished uh, in second, minus, at minus 13, 68 in the final round. Then we'll leave, Rich is playing well these days, you know. Of course, we love his sister. Uh, she's on the PGA Tour. She's on the LPGA Tour. She's a, she's a really good player. Won a major this year, the U.S. Open. But Min Woo Lee, man, he's playing quite well. I thought he was. Sure I thought, I, yeah, I thought he was coming over to the PGA Tour. I, you know, but maybe he know, just didn't want to go to Japan. I, but that doesn't make much sense because he's well from Australia. He didn't, tour, he didn't make the tour championship, did he? No. No, no, I think he was on the European Tour last year, but made the PGA Tour through his performance on the DP World Tour. And then oh. I came in, I think he played in the playoffs, in the, in the deep, in the uh, Corn Ferry playoffs and got his tour card. Oh, oh, that's right. He did play the Corn Ferry Tour. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Min Woo Lee finished 10 under for the tournament, shot 7 in the last round. Then you have Angel Hidalgo, who shoots, uh, who finishes at minus 8, 73 in the last round. And good showing by Rasmus Hogarth, six under for the tournament, seventy in the last round. In the final round, Jordan Smith uh, minus five for the total score, seventy-two in the last, seventy-two in the last round. Thurston Lawrence, another South African who's been playing well this year, finished at minus five under for the tournament, sixty-nine in the final round. And you have Marcus Kinholt minus five, sixty-eight tied for six. And then you have Robin McIntyre. Uh, minus four, 74 in final round. And he had Andy Sullivan, Andy Sullivan, Andrew Wilson, and John Cat Caitlin, or Catlin, the American, who finished tied for 11. So that was it for the DP World Tour. But I tell you, that's pretty impressive. Adrian Ortega, he wins. Uh, he wins. The first day player to win. We thought it would be like Justin Johnson or, or Brooks Kepka, but it wasn't. So good for him for winning. But what a good tournament. But he played well. Yeah. Talking about dusting the field, uh, 
how about how about a guy who won the SAS championship on the senior tour by oh shooting God. by shooting under his age and he's not one of the oldest players on the tour. So that oh was my God. that was Freddie Couples, boom boom couples, shoots a sixty, shoots a sixty in the third round and final round to win the SAS championship uh, played in Cary, North Carolina by six strokes over Stephen Alker. Amazing. Wow. Wow. You know, what, How what, old is Freddie Couples now? 60, 62, 63. He's, he, wow. Imagine how good Freddie would have been if he could have stayed healthy his whole career. Yeah, I mean, he would have won more than one major, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what a major. I, 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 when I was going through the sports of SAS at Preston Woods Country Club and uh, the Highlands course, you know, I was looking at this and I was like, I, had a, I did a double take. I was like, he shot 12 under in the round three, and then he finished that 20 under. He dusted the field. Yep. Absolutely crazy. So, yeah, again, Stephen Alker, the New Zealander, who's going to win the Charles Schwab regular season cup. He finishes second with uh, Jerry Kelly in third, Rocco Mediate. Nice to see Rocco playing well in the senior tour in fifth. Uh, Miguel Angel Jimenez and Alex Cheka in seventh. And in fifth, tied fifth, Stephen Ames, Stuart Appleby. Colin Montgomery tied seventh. Uh, so, so a good tournament uh, as they uh, head into their playoffs uh, on the Charles Schwab Cup, in the Charles Schwab Cup. Yeah, amazing, right? I mean, what's what some good play? I'm so happy for Brent Couples. Like you said, he's been injured so much and he's playing well on the senior tour. And, and I'm glad he's out there playing for us right now. Good, good playing, Freddie Couples. Well, Rich, we got, I guess the next thing. Yeah, we got one more tournament. Was anybody no, watching I, that, Stacy? I, I I didn't even know it was on. I literally, I didn't, I, I didn't even have the bandwidth to turn on. There were no fans there. there you, when you saw pictures, there was no one there, and there was no one watching on on YouTube. I, I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't get all these people at their tournament, right? I mean, you know, I don't know. Uh, Brooks Kepka won eight million dollars. Eight million. Why do you win eight million dollars? That's how much they pay for that tournament? I guess it's in it's in Saudi Arabia. Maybe they pay extra for it. Yeah. And two more guys withdrew. I, you know, on the live tour, I I still don't know. So Martin Keimer and Kevin Na withdrew. Did they lose a digit? Did they get a, Did they get a finger cut off? Is this an eye for an eye and a and a and a uh, an eye for an eye and a, and a and a tooth for a tooth? Why are they Why are they dropping out? I, I mean, what happened? I don't know. The course looked awful. There were like rocks and sand all over the place. It didn't. It just. I saw some pictures. I didn't watch it live because it was on at crazy times. But um, I don't know. So Peter Uline was going to win. I, I had him. I, I mean, I looked at the thing and he was head. I was like, he's going to win. And then this month, like Brooks comes back and wins. Yeah, well, that's what he needs to win. I don't think Peter Uline needs the money either. Uh, no, I don't think. But you know, for anyone who, for anyone who cares, Sergio finishes tied third with Joaquin Neiman, Paul Casey, Dustin Johnson, Matthew Wolf tied fifth, Charles Schwartzel and Bern Wiesberger tied eighth. Let's see who else. Where did where did world number where, where did world number three Cameron Smith? He finishes tied twenty first with Bryson DeChambeau, and Phil Mickelson uh, tied thirty fifth. Wow. 
which isn't great, which isn't great considering only it was an only a 46 man field since two withdrew. Hey, guess who's 46 this week? Guess who's last? Uh, let's see. Uh, money shirt. Uh, some guy who's winning a lot of money, Pat Perez. Pat Perez, the four aces <laughs> anchor man, Pat Perez. Six three back of Matt Jones. Uh, who else is at the bottom? Scott Vincent, Hudson Swafford, Sean Norris, Cameron Chingale, Turk Pettit, a young Thai golfer, Henrik, the Ryder Cup wannabe champ, uh, uh, captain. All those guys over par for the tournament. Yay. Um, did you see where it came out that it looks like the Masters is trending towards not admitting the live players? Oh, really? Yep. So I, I have a question for you. So if the if the majors say no to the live players, does it diminish the tournaments? Should you put an asterisk by the name of the winners, or does it not really matter? I don't think it matters. I agree. Yeah, I don't think it matters. I mean, you know, guys don't really care. You saw Dustin Johnson's comment. He says, uh, "Yeah, I really missed the PGA Tour." He goes, "Not really. I just made eighteen million dollars in five months." Yeah, you made your bed. You made a lot of you money. Made your bed. You made yeah, a lot of money. You made a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, but you're going to be known as a has been, the guy that, that just left, left in the middle of your career to take a bunch of money. I you know Graham McDowell was complaining about not playing in the majors, and, and I was like, Graham McDowell, your career is essentially over, but you made a good deal for yourself. You made a lot of money. You took an over-market contract to make a lot of yeah. money and play. Don't complain. You know, you knew, yeah, you, you, you knew what was going to happen. It, there was no mystery. Jay Monahan didn't say, we'll make our decision after guys leave. Yeah, you I know? agree. I mean, yeah, it's terrible. They made their beds and they'll just have fun, enjoy the money. All right. But there's nothing more to like than having a lot of money. Hey, Rich, maybe what we should do, we should work on getting the sound better, and then next week we can go over our tour, Ricky, uh, what we're going to cover. We're going to talk about a rookie, a player of the year, and then a rookie of the year. Maybe we should wait till next week. When we have better sound, I think that I think yeah. that makes sense, Stacey. We got to figure this out. This is uh, I sound good, yeah. but but you're gonna sound, you're gonna you're I not gonna you're, yeah you're gonna you're not gonna sound good enough. Um, I sound very very good. You usually sound better than I do. You have you have a you have a uh, sultry radio voice. I got the very white voice coming out. <laughs> the very white <laughs> voice coming out. <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, I think we will we will say goodbye next week. We're going to have our player of the year. I want to do uh, we're going to do player of the year, rookie of the year. Yep. Um, how about how about oh, let, the Ryder Cup? Remember, are we going to do the we're going to start doing those top five? What are we going to do that? Right. You're, we're going to do not, not for the Ryder Cup. We're going to do the, the tour championship, the 30 guys that we think are going to make the tour yeah. championship. And we're going to start with we should top start. Five. I think we should start with the top five because because that's yeah, less that's controversial. Easy. That's easier. Yeah. And we'll work our way back to the bottom five. And then the other the other one, uh, we were going to do the three most likely. Let's do this one. Let's do this one now. The three most likely guys in the next calendar year to move to the live tour. Let's just do that before we leave. And then the one other one I want you to think about is the comeback or most improved. The guy from this past year on the PGA okay. Tour 
who had the most unexpected good performance or alternatively, you know, like kind of return from injury. So kind of comeback slash most improved. Okay. All right. So the three guys currently on the PGA tour most likely go to the live tour in the next three years. Do you have that list ready? I have that list ready. I don't have that list ready, but I can, I'll name them out loud. Okay. Who's your, who's your number one, the most likely guy to go to the live tour? So you still think Hideki, even though they gave him the Zozo? I think I Okay, he's he'll make a lot of money. My number one, my number one is going to be uh, Mito Pereira. I, I think. Uh, I don't know. Um, he played this week at the Zozo, but he's been rumored. He's good friends with Joaquin Neiman, who's already jumped, and uh, I think Mito Pereira is the most likely. Ricky Fowler. See, I don't think so. Because if he was likely to go to live, I don't think he would have shown up at that players only meeting with Tiger Woods. I think if, if he was an if he was a pro live guy, I think Tiger wouldn't have had him on the plane. Um, well, it depends on how well he plays. He plays well, he might not do it. But if he doesn't, I think he does. All right. My second is just speculation. I've heard nothing about it. And that's Justin Rose. And it's just because every other broken down, used to be great Englishman has joined the Live Tour. Yeah. And I uh, love Justin yeah. Rose. He's apparently just, I mean, every time I've ever heard him interviewed, he's the nicest man. But, you know, yeah. everybody else who fits the profile has gone to the Live Tour. He's the only one. I mean, Paul Casey, Graham McDowell, uh, Ian Poulter, and, you know, Justin Rose, guys who would have been Ryder Cup captains and kind of the end of their career, not playing particularly well, uh, show me the money. Uh, so I'll say Justin Rose. I hope not, but I'm going to pick Justin I Rose. I hope not either. Well, yeah, I'm going to say, I, there are two people that I would say. The first one, I mean, I, I like to, I'm going to say Tommy Fleetwood. He may end up one. Hmm. I was going to say Matt Kuchar, but who cares about him? <laughs> well, Matt Kuchar, Matt Kuchar's a good one. He's kind of a broken down former star, maybe. Yeah. I'm going to say for my third one, Daniel Berger, and I hate to say it, but I've just heard yeah. rumors and he's a Florida State Seminole with the Kepkas and, and uh, he hasn't played for a while because of injury. And that's another kind of category of player who seems to go to the live tour, guys who are injured. So yeah. I'm going I'm to I'm pick Daniel Berger and I'm going to hate it because he's my favorite player. I mean, I was thinking about Alex Doran. He would be maybe one, maybe like a guy like, uh, let me see a guy. I'm like, yeah, Alex Doran, Scott Stallings, maybe. I don't know. Those type of guys might be interested down the, down the line. I don't know. But that's a good one. That's really a good one. That's a good three. Three on the list. At least one of mine is going to go. At least one of them. At least one two of them. Yeah. I'm pretty good. Two out of three is going to go. Mito Pereira, I think, is definitely going. I think you got two out of three definitely going. All right. Well, we'll be back next week, and we'll do our kind of end-of-the-year summary after the CG, so a CJ, uh, uh, after the CJ cup. So everybody have a wonderful week and, uh, enjoy some golf, enjoy some playoff baseball, uh, yeah. enjoy some, enjoy some football. Uh, what do we, what do we have Oregon USC this week, Stacy? Oh, that's right. And people turn off the TV and go turn off the TV and go walk around the block a couple times. Shit. <laughs> you don't need to go to the store and buy any food. Inflation food is so high. You can't buy a steak for less than $50 these days. So, 
good t- good time to get a little good time to get a little exercise. Yeah, maybe put a put a maybe put a padlock on the refrigerator. All right. Well, we'll go out. We'll go out with one of the one of the classics of the seventies. Uh, we had Keegan Bradley this week playing well in Japan and taking care of his business. Yeah,